Hi, docs. Welcome to the EntreMD podcast, where it is all about helping amazing physicians just like you embrace entrepreneurship so you can have the freedom to live life and practice medicine on your terms. I'm your host, Dr. Una. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the EntreMD podcast. I am excited to be in your ears this morning, afternoon, or evening when you're listening. I have a super amazing guest. She's Dr. Janelle Jackson. She's a client of mine. And we have a whole journey and a lot of wins to share. And I was like, let's just do this on the podcast. Let's encourage the doctors out there. So I want you to buckle up and listen to this one. And you know, as your payback, you are going to go on social media, you're going to post a screenshot of this, and you are going to tag her, okay, because she's coming here to spill all the beans, so she can encourage you that this is going to be a really, really powerful episode. So I hope you're ready. All right. So Dr. Jackson, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, me too. I've been waiting. I've been roaming around the house, just waiting. Yeah, this is so good. All right. So I'm going to have you introduce yourself to the listeners and then we'll get right into your story. All right. So I am Dr. Janelle Jackson. I am a military brat, but for the most part, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. I am an ophthalmologist who then went on to do additional training to become an oculoplastic surgeon. And I recently started a solo private practice in Houston, Texas, which is Jackson Oculofacial and Cosmetic Surgery. Doesn't that feel so good just saying it? <laughs> yes, it, it still is like an outer body experience when I say that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so just so the listeners have some perspective, tell them how long it's been since you've been in private practice. When did you launch your practice? I launched my practice 34 days ago. I love it. Like precisely. Okay. Yes. 34 days ago. Okay, people. So I want, this is brand spanking new. You might go like, why are we not listening to her story five years later? Because there's so many lessons to learn from these 34 days and the process that brought her here. So this is absolutely amazing. All right. So I want you, for the sake of our listeners, I want you to take us back to when we first started working together. Okay. Where were you at that point? What were your thoughts at that point? What did you think about starting a practice at that point? What, what was going on with you? Okay, so I will even start a little bit further back than that. Starting a private practice, branching out, doing my own thing was something that I have always had a desire to do. So when I was in residency, um, my residency program was one that was designed with attendings that were part-time faculty, and a lot of them owned their own practices as well. So I would have conversations with my attendings about how they got started, what it was like, how they figured out where they wanted to be in terms of, you know, patient demographic. And I started following a blog that a former resident started who went straight from residency to starting his own practice. One of my attendings was following this blog as well, and we would talk about it all the time. So fast forward a little bit to my fellowship training. Once I was finished with fellowship training, it was I was at a really kind of hard time in my life. My dad was suddenly diagnosed with gastric cancer and passed two months after his diagnosis. So the safe, easy thing to do in my head at that point was just take a job. So I ended up taking a job in a small town in North Carolina. It was a relatively large off private practice full of like 14 ophthalmologists. 
And it was, to a lot of people, this would have been a dream job. All I had to do was show up and be the doctor. There was a scribe. There was someone to build. There was someone to call patients. There was someone to wait on you hand and foot. And to a lot of people, this was a very cushy dream job. But for me, I still just felt very much so unfulfilled. And there was something that just would not stop gnawing at me, letting me know that this was not for me. This is not the purpose that God had for you when he put you on this earth. And I just, I couldn't put down that desire to take the leap and do what I had wanted to do for so long. So then COVID happened in the middle of my second year of work. And there was a growth and leverage conference. Um, It was virtual. It was geared towards physicians who uh, had a desire to kind of practice medicine on their own terms. And then also at that time, physicians were starting to appreciate the concept of multiple streams of income and how important that is for us. And through that is how I found Dr. Una. And I started listening to the podcast and I'm like, oh, she's a lot like me. Our stories, at least how we begin and how we kind of view things in the beginning of our processes seem very similar. So I thought you'd be the perfect person for me to kind of guide me through this process. And at that point, how were you feeling about starting a practice? Were you confident, like, I got this? Were you, did you know you had to do this, but you were really nervous? Like, where were you at that point? I think I was, yeah, I, I was extremely nervous about the whole process. I do not have a business background. I know nothing about marketing. I hate networking. Hated networking. <laughs> I love that. Hated networking. <laughs> hated networking. But I knew that it was something that I absolutely had to do. And I thought that I could do it with or without guidance from someone, but I, it would be a lot easier and I would make a lot less mistakes by investing in a coach to help me along in the journey. Love it. So you're investing in a coach and not relinquishing responsibility. You're still like, I'm still responsible for my success. I can do this, but I want to do it quicker. I love that. I want to do it quicker. And I know that mistakes can be very expensive. And while I still know that I I am absolutely going to make mistakes, if I can save myself from making a lot of costly mistakes, I thought it was very worth it. It was something that I could I couldn't afford not to do it. All right. So here we are. You had this thing going at you, like you have to start your own practice and you eventually started it. It's been 34 days. And I know that we've celebrated some wins recently, but tell me about the first two weeks, right? Because that's when all kinds of fun things happen. (laughs) Tell me about the first two weeks of being in practice. The first two weeks were very, very interesting. And it was full of highs and lows. So the first day we, we open the practice, we post on our social media. It's very exciting. I finally turned this lifelong dream into a reality. And then I feel like two days later, it was like an all-time low. The phone's not ringing. I am terrified at this point. You know, what have I done? I've given up this cushy job. I've given up this stable paycheck. And so the whole mindset aspect of this journey has been something that I've really, really, really been working on. And I put a lot of work into that the first two weeks. We have had conversations about shifting the mindset on how we view success for the day, success for the week. And in the beginning, how I was determining my success for that day was in my head, I was thinking that came from getting patients through the door. And I had to change that mindset to shift it towards what have I done to 
get things ramped up? What have I done in terms of marketing? What have I done in terms of social media posts? What have I done to try to get the business growing? And if I had done everything that I could do in my power that day, then it was a successful day. And that is so liberating, isn't it? So liberating. (laughs) So what you're saying is, you know, we set the result we want, right? We still want results, but then we zero in and focus on the process, right? I focus on what I have control over. So marketing, I have control over that. I can do that to the best of my ability and we'll take the patience as we go. Awesome. Now, so tell me, because different people have different ways of managing this. So let's say you're going about your day, it's two o'clock, there hasn't been any patient. Then your inner critic starts talking like, oh my goodness, you should have kept your job. I don't know what you were thinking and all that stuff. What is your response to that? Do you have affirmations you look at? Do you go take a walk? Do you like, what was your practical strategy for taking care of that? So affirmations are something that I have recently embraced, like during this whole process. I undervalued how powerful they could be in changing your mindset and especially the saying it out loud piece. So I would write down affirmations in the past, but I didn't value what it would do for me if I actually said it out loud. So my inner critic is Nancy. Negative Nancy is what I call her. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so there are multiple times during the day where I have to out loud, say my affirmations when Nancy starts to try to take over. And so that is extremely helpful. Also, just kind of looking back over my journey, this being a dream and now this is a reality or just even further back, just going to medical school was once a dream and now it's a reality. And I know that I am capable of so much more than I ever imagined that I would be capable of. And I'm also being very conscious of just embracing the journey. So, you know, we're not going to see 50 patients in week, you know, in week four, we're not going to see a hundred patients in month two, maybe, but the journey is so beautiful. And the process, the evolution of the business, and then my, like me as a person, I'm really starting to embrace and enjoy. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I was going to ask about the evolution of the business, but you said evolution of the business and you as a person. So we're going to do a little bit of a detour. So in this process, um, I think it was not, I think it was, it was Jim Rohn. His mentor reached out to him and said, you should plan to make a million dollars. And he said, the reason why is not because of the million dollars is because of who you have to become in the process, right? So for you, what has this process of starting this practice, how has it changed you? How has it led to your evolution? Yeah. So this is actually my favorite thing to talk about. I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. She was asking me about the business and the business growth. And I'm like, Oh, but actually my favorite thing to talk about these days is how I'm growing as a person and how this business is changing me. So the affirmations are very key. I have embraced networking. So I have traditionally been an introvert, an introverted introvert. And I think that is uh, the introverted part is still very true to me, but I have embraced networking and I'm actually good at it. I thought that I sucked at networking and I thought that I was very awkward and I hated small talk. And the thing that really switched my mind over was just doing it, actually doing it and seeing that it works. So the saying, it's very cliche that your network is your net worth. I, over the past two weeks, I'm, I am like, truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> truer words have never been spoken. 
And so I am trusting myself more. I'm questioning myself less. I am starting to just embrace putting myself out there, silencing my inner critic and not letting the opinions of other people write my life story. Oh, that is so good. I'm not allowing the opinions of other people write my life story. That is so good. Well, there, I feel like there are so many people that would do a lot of things that, you know, they have these strong desires to do things that they never step out and do them because they're worried about critics, outside critics. They're worried about what other people would think. They're worried about the opinions of family members. And we don't reach the potential that we're supposed to reach. We don't reach the people that we're supposed to reach. And then other people that are depending on you to fulfill your life dream can't fulfill theirs because they needed to see you do it. Okay. Your business is good for you. Yes. (laughs) It is very good for you. Now, can I share a quote that you shared with me? I think that was on our last call. You made a statement that was so profound. You said, I feel like I'm becoming who I was always meant to be. I'm becoming less of who society has conditioned me to be. I wrote it down. I kept it. I've been thinking about it. I was like, that is so good. Yes. Yeah. And so... I mean, I think, I think I'm very proud of the practice that I've started. I'm very excited to see where it goes. But I mean, I just cannot stress enough how much this has changed my whole outlook on, on life and who I am as a person and what I want out of life and what I think is capable for me to get out of this life. And I, for the first time, I, I think in my life, I feel like I am truly being me. Oh my goodness, like goosebumps all the way. I love it. And I did not expect this at all. You know, I just wanted to be my own boss. I wanted the freedom in my day. I wanted to practice medicine the way I want to practice medicine and treat patients the way I want to treat them. I did not anticipate this happening at all. So this is a great side effect of it all. Absolutely. Okay, so let's share some wins. We've done the detour, we're back, but that was a really good detour. Thank you so much for sharing that because that would be helpful for everybody. And as you say that, I look back and I can say that's actually the truth. Like when I set bigger business goals, a lot of times it's not so much the business as it is who I have to become to pull that off. And I'm like, I want to be that person. You know what I mean? And so that's really powerful that you articulate it that way. So So we've been at this for 34 days, okay? So your practice has been alive, your baby is a one-month-old at this point. So what are some of the wins? Your your personal development wins, those are huge. They probably override everything else, but what's happened in the business? Okay, so major, major win is hiring a first employee. That seemed like such a daunting task initially, you know, getting the right person, getting someone that would be a good fit for you and that would treat your business as their baby as well. And my first employee, Mina, my office manager, she's just a jack of all trades. She does whatever needs to be done, is amazing, amazing, and also has a business background. So I feel very, very, very blessed to have come across her. Are you still there? Okay. And so that's a major, major win. Second win was our first patient that book. So yes, yes. we celebrate yes. all of those. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> So our first patient booked at week three, which we were so excited about. And then this past Monday was the first full day working. So we were 
We were booked the entire day. We actually left the office at 6.30. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Because, you know, we didn't talk about this because I was like, I need to be blown away, just like the audience. Okay, so you started the practice. The first two weeks, the phone's not ringing. So negative Nancy is having a field day, but you've learned to manage her. So, you know, she, she doesn't get it too good. And then week three, you have patient number one. And you're super excited. You're telling me on Monday. So that's week. That's not even fully week four, is it? It is. Oh, maybe five. it is. Yeah. Week five. Yeah. Week five. You have a fully booked day. We have a fully booked day. Like you left the office late. We left the office late, and we were happy. So oh, happy. To my leave goodness. The late. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. So the financial goal that I set for myself for month two. We reached that at week five. Oh my goodness. That is so good. Okay. So let me backtrack a little bit before I forget to say this. Your first employee is a blessing of all blessings because the best employees are the people who are competent and are willing to do whatever it takes. So when you told me about her, you're like, she does whatever we need. I was like, that's amazing, right? And then now, as far as your numbers, you're like, what we wanted to achieve by month two, this is week five, and we've already knocked it out of the park. And you're, you're in snowball mode because you're focused on the process. So this is only going to get better and better and better. Absolutely. Congratulations. That is so good. Okay. So tell me, now that you've gone from, you can't even, I mean, wow. Okay. What would you say are the reasons why you had a fully booked Monday? What strategies have worked for you? Networking. Networking. That is networking hands down is the reason why I had a fully booked Monday. Spill the beans. Go for it. So I am in contact with a lot of reps. So I am a cosmetic aesthetic surgeon. We also do injectables, kind of Botox, filler type products. One of the amazing reps that I work with, she has access. She's friends with a lot of women that are are my ideal clients. And so a lot of those patients on Monday were from networking with her. And she's like, you're amazing. You're an amazing injector. I think my friends would love to come to you. Um, Also networking on social media is major. So I have found that Facebook has been amazing for my practice. Um, I think we figured last time we met that 75% of my patients thus far have come from Facebook and people are supportive and amazingly receptive. Other physicians in Facebook groups have sent a lot of patients to me. And so those are things that I would not have done in the past. I would have been not, I would not have been willing to put myself out there to network with people that are very much so willing and eager to get me busy. Wow. Okay. (laughs) And so you are the, well, you were the socially awkward, introverted introvert. And here you are rocking, rocking it out the park and networking is your superpower. And enjoying. Uh, And enjoying enjoying it. it. Oh my goodness. Okay, people. So while you were talking, you may have noticed I was looking down. I was trying to pull up your numbers for Instagram, because sometimes, you know, I hear doctors say things like, I don't have a lot of followers. I have a small following and stuff like that. All right. So she's talking about networking on social media. We're talking 1200 followers on Instagram. So don't despise what you call little. It's enough. You know what I mean? 
So that is so, so, so good. I am so happy for you. And what makes me tickled is that this is just the beginning. Like, and you have so many things that you've set the stage for that you haven't experienced yet. So this is just going to keep going. This is so good. All right. And also, like you said, this is just the beginning. So there are still things that I'm not comfortable doing that I know I should be doing. And I know that I will eventually get there. So I'm really, really, really excited to see where the business goes to the more comfortable I become with, with Instagram lives and YouTube and speaking and television speaking. And, you know, I'm just excited for the journey. And I know that, I know that there's like just so much greatness in store. Oh my goodness. And to put this in perspective, this is right smack in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. So I'm just, you know, for those of you who are listening, I'm just looking at her. She's just like literally glowing, like excited and all this stuff. This is not the way people look when they just start practices, but here we are. This is so good. Okay. Now for the doctor who's listening and who maybe felt like you, right? Like they had this thing of, I know I want to, I'm supposed to do my own business. It may be a private practice. It may be a service type thing. It may be a product that they've always wanted to develop, but they have, they have their dream jobs. They have their dream lives, but they know there's more. And, but they're too scared to step out. And they're scared of failure. They don't have a business background like you didn't have. What are some of the things you would tell that doctor? You owe it to yourself to go for it. You owe it to yourself. I think the fear of failure is, you know, it's very real for a lot of people, but to put things into perspective, I think that the biggest failure that any of us could ever have is living a life, not honoring like that inner voice, your heart's desire, your purpose, not using the gifts and talents that God gave you. So that is the reason why you have that tug. You know, that's the reason why you're listening to this podcast, because this is what you are supposed to be doing. And when you start to walk in your purpose, everything is going to fall into place. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to have the business background. Just take the first step, seek out resources, reach out to people who have done it before you. People are more than willing to help out, um, especially other physicians love to see other physicians having the liberty to practice medicine the way they desire to practice it when they first went into medical school. So I say, go for it. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to the people who are only going to live out their life purpose by seeing you live out yours. That is so good. All right, everybody. That's a, that's a rewind moment. <laughs> I would just click back a little and listen to that over. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to say yes to your dreams. And that is so powerful. Now, I like that you said that, you know, the fear of failure is real. I mean, it's there. But when you come into your own, you perceive it differently. So I'm curious, right? So before you started your practice, before you embraced this journey, you saw fear of failure one way. I'm sure you see it a different way now. So what's the difference? Yeah, so I actually don't... Failure is what we call it, right? And, and that has such a negative connotation. So sometimes things don't go the way we would like, and it's not a failure. It's just we learn from it. We grow from it. It's something that needed to happen in our journey to make what's coming later work smoothly, to go better. 
Um, so I don't even, I don't like to look at it as failure. I, I really don't even like to have that word in my vocabulary anymore. If it wasn't a win, it was, it was the tuition you paid for the next step in your journey. <laughs> I love it. It wasn't a win. It was tuition. Yes. <laughs> we just, we just deleted the word. <laughs> we deleted yeah. the word from the dictionary. <laughs> Why not? You know, I love it. All right. Let me tell you this doc. It's been a pleasure to watch you. Um, do what you do. It's been a pleasure to watch you embrace the challenges and just go for it. I'm so excited for the results that you're getting. I'm more excited about the results that are coming because, you know, this is really just the beginning. And thank you so much for coming to share your story. And not just, you know, with a lot of entrepreneurs, we hear all the good, but it leaves other entrepreneurs who are like us. When I say us, I mean people who didn't have business backgrounds, people who are willing to face challenges and overcome them. It leaves entrepreneurs like us thinking something is wrong with us. But your story will be so validating for so many who feel entrepreneurship tugging at them, would be so validating for the person who negative Nancy is doing a number on, would be so validating. And they know that, wait a minute, I can overcome this. And, you know, some have stopped dreaming because they're afraid of failure And they're like, wait a minute, I have a choice. Like I can decide I don't want this word in my dictionary, you know, my own personal dictionary. So thank you so, so much for sharing your story. And if you have any parting words, we'll take that. And then we'll let our listeners go execute. Yeah. So I just really hope that this helped people to realize that you are worth it and to embrace the mistakes that you're going to make along the way. And to also realize that your evolution is going to be a journey. So be patient with yourself, be kind to yourself, be very mindful of the things that you allow to come out of your mouth about yourself and stand in your power that you, your life is a choice. If you are in a job that you do not like, that is your choice and you have the ability to change that and make this life whatever you want it to be. That is so good. So, so good. Okay, everybody. Well, this is Dr. General Jackson. And um, amazing doc I have the pleasure of working with. And that's her story. So I know, I won't say I hope, I know that this has inspired you. So like I told you, go share and then follow her. All her links would be in the show notes, uh, her social media and her website and all of that. So you can support her as well. And if you're here and you've been thinking of taking the leap, and you feel like you're alone or you don't have help or you don't have resources, the EntreMD community is here for you. So many ways to connect with us. There's a Facebook group. You can get on our mailing list. You can get on that on the website, subscribe to this podcast and, you know, go to our website. There's the EntreMD Business School. There's private coaching, whatever you want to do, but get the help that you need and chase your dreams. Cause like Dr. Jackson said, you owe it to yourself. All right. Thank you for listening. I will see you on the very next episode. Hey, if you love listening to the EntreMD podcast, I want to invite you to join EntreMD On Demand. It is my signature subscription program that gives you access to a library of business courses designed to help you do one thing as a physician entrepreneur, and that is to thrive. Just head over to EntreMD.com forward slash On Demand, and I'd love to have you join us. See you on the inside.